0: Hi Dee, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> great, great. Well, you know, a lot of our audience actually don't know you. So I'd love for you to give us sort of a, you know, an overview of your career path and how you ended up uh, building your agency. So if you want to tell us a little bit about that, that'd be great.
1: Sure. Yeah. So
0: my name is Jeannie
1: and I am currently an owner of my own agency, JeannieHind.com. And I co-own another agency called Poseidon and they're both London-based agencies. So I started my career based on the fact that I actually really wanted to live a freedom based lifestyle, which is kind of the reason why I got into um, digital marketing and social media. And it just really spiraled from there. I started getting really passionate about supporting brands online and changing their lives as much as possible. And um I started with my own agency and that just spiraled into creating bigger and better agencies, which is now Poseidon.
0: That's awesome. Good, good. And then do your agencies specialize in a specific niche or mainly just sort of digital help? So with, with the, um, genieheim.com
1: agency it's not really specific it's more um supporting uh smaller brands to get into the online space because it's actually really difficult for them to do that with bigger agencies around the world really it's really expensive for them to do that so i give back in that kind of sense so you know but it's actually been a lot more focused on things like travel and hotels and um things like that which has been really cool as for poseidon it's more of a video content creation agency, really, and that's very high end. So it's it's very much formulated around music industry, artists, and beauty, and lots of other things like that. But we've worked with quite a few different high end brands, but that's where it lies. So not specifically a massive niche, but Poseidon's a little bit more niche than than my other agency.
0: Yeah, that's that's really cool, and. I guess, is it that you have a background in digital and in video making? What what sparked this this creation of this agency?
1: Yeah, I mean, so within the agency, there's three of us. And um, my role within it is more about the social marketing and the advertising with Facebook and Google, et cetera, and the management of people that work with me for social media marketing. But whereas the other, the other two in the team, um, and a lot of my past has, has had a lot to do with this as well, but it is content creation. So, but hyper focused on video. So it's, um, you know, we've worked with some really big name brands on that kind of stuff because our team and the core of our team is, um, excels in that. So us combined together is kind of a bit more of a deadly mix because you can see how if you, have high-end content creation to such a high level like that with a with a big team and then you have the social strategy and the advertising strategy on top of that that's where when we integrate together things kind of sparks fly if you know if you know what I mean yeah absolutely yeah we kind of try to focus on with Poseidon it's more about how we can give a package to a client which serves them the best because actually we recognize that Multi-touchpoint marketing is, is massively essential now. It's You can't really get very good results without it. And so because we put things together in terms of digital marketing, social media, SEO, and, and content, offering this bespoke service to, to the client, they are much more likely to skyrocket than they would if you just did one or the other, which is why us all combining together and being experts in our fields really does support bigger and better brands to just take over that online space in ways that they might not have thought about before.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we are with that. That's awesome. And then uh, you mentioned that you were three people in the team. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess the three of you are full time. Do you even hire, you know, freelancers or consulting at times to help you out on projects?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, because my other agency where it kind of overlaps a lot is that because we've both built up our our works and our other companies in the past my agency is specifically focused on um, freelancers giving back um, to to clients. It's, it's kind of like a cheaper thing, um, it's cheaper option. So I've got a lot of freelancers in my network that I can utilize for anything we need, but we actually have a lot of more full-time members really for Poseidon than, than my other agency. And that's just because it works better in terms of cost really because with Poseidon we have a lot of high-end projects that go on for a long period of time, which means it's not really cost effective to pay a higher price for, you know, smaller amount of work with freelancers sometimes. That being said, we do take on a bunch of freelancers every so many months to really support with lead generation. And we kind of just go heavy with that and then we we cut off while we deal with the the leads we do get if that makes sense yeah so yeah we we do dip in and out of freelancers quite a bit but we we generally have quite a um secure structure in terms of staffing especially where it comes to um content creation and the social from from my side the we kind of all have the three of us have a team underneath us if that makes sense so we all manage our own teams underneath each other but we all work together um to discuss what we want to do for the brand so it's almost like a tree if that makes sense but the three of us are all co-owners of the brand which means that any kind of bigger decisions or discussions about how what we need to change or you know where we're going with things kind of comes down to all three of us and it works well like that because we are all really good at what we do, but we don't necessarily get involved in each other's projects because it's easier that way when we're all you know, really good at one thing and not necessarily another. We have a viewpoint, but it's, it works better if we keep it like that. It's kind of how it would work in
0: any business, I suppose. Sure, sure. Makes sense. And would you have any, you know, tips or tricks that you'd like to share in terms of finding uh, freelancers? I guess you mentioned that it's it's part of your network, but is that mm. part of, you know, past um, jobs that you've had or, you know, connecting on LinkedIn? It'd be, it'd be great to see how you find great freelancers.
1: Actually, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it took me a, not necessarily a while, but um, it was more potentially me being a little bit picky about what I expected from, from somebody. I really wanted that trust and loyalty where, with, you know, high end quality work at the same time, which is not always that easy to find, but actually I was really lucky with it. And, um, yeah, there's a couple of people that I know from past agencies that I've worked with. Um, but actually it was, I, I got most of the people I work with now from Upwork, which is where I've got a lot of clientele from in the past myself. So actually that kind of platform is, is literally gold dust I feel to be honest I think that if you need something it's there and you can really find some great people on there you just have to know what you really want and um, yeah that's how I that's how we go about it really and otherwise we have people in our network and that's kind of we just rinse and repeat with the same people because that's how we feel about about that Yeah. And we often go into places like Fiverr and things if we need things doing really quick, but it's rare. It's more upwork and longer term contracts.
0: Sure, sure. It makes sense. And I guess you mentioned, you know, the the three of you in the team have all specialized in different things. But do you have someone specific taking care of business development and growing the agency? Is that your role?
1: so we all we all take part in lead generation with our own audiences and extended audiences um but we do have one of the members of the team his background is pr and sales so he is very heavily involved in um you know generating clients and, and new leads on a constant day to day basis and then we filter that down into um all of the things that we all do as in our own kind of realm, we bring in together and the admin team sorts through those things and emails them and, you know, connects with them on a, on a different level. And then we end up meeting them in person based on, you know, those things. So it's kind of like one of, well, all three of us bring in clientele, but, but one of the other owners is the, is the main person for that. And so, yeah on the agency and that's because his his network is really vast um just from past projects that he's had it and and other agencies is actually he's actually had it as well so just the people he knows is really high end so it's really lucky for us
0: Oh, that's great! And I guess who's yeah. your ideal client? Is it you know you you only work with UK businesses? Um, you know what type of profile do they tend to have?
1: No, we we very much work globally. Um, right now uh, we have been focusing primarily on on London. Um, and that's just because of where we are. But we already have clients that are, are global already. It's just a case of, it's not we haven't really released anything about them yet. But the clientele we're talking kind of the level of say emirates and nike and adidas that kind of level that's Mm -hmm. that's where we are and we've kind we've done projects with those and it's not to say that that's the only thing we focus on um it's more that's the kind of level we're looking at in terms of what we really need we need we kind of really need people to be serious about taking on our content creation because it's not something that it's not cheap and it's not something that's easy to do so we've been really focusing on on that kind of higher level and then music um music is a big thing that we we've been doing a lot of so new emerging artists are already artists that are already um high-end already so it's just kind of that's the sort of level playing field which is very different to say my own agency which is kind of startup companies or, you know, people that are in between that startup and, and launch situation or something like that, which is a very different budget and very different strategy, if that makes sense. Yeah. But people who come to me for my freelancing agency, they they wouldn't really be able to be in a position to just be supported by Poseidon. So it's kind of like once we build them up, they can then go on to Poseidon if, if if it works well. If that makes sense, it's it's a really good structure because then clients have that chance to to go where they need to go and and, and do what they really would like to do for themselves, which makes me feel good because I can. It's it's great to be able to offer that if they need it. So they've got lots of areas and avenues they can go down.
0: Sure, and you know it's really interesting because you you know you obviously have two businesses that you're running at the moment. So oh. it'd be great to hear how you know what is a typical day or a typical week of yours between you know managing the two businesses I guess business development on both sides delivering the work so how how do you get organized with all of these projects
1: it's absolute chaos okay to say (laughs) (laughs) no um it's been a difficult task to be honest with you I think being um, almost a freelancer in general has been a massive challenge for me as a person to to understand how to manage because it's You know, there's lots of different projects going on at the same time. And in reality, it was more about working with myself to understand how I needed my day to run. So I set up my day the night before to make sure that it's very clear on what I'm working on. And um, it just goes into this level of what's most important at the time. And the clients, essentially, in my head, they all merge together. So it's just, you know, I have a list of clients that I'm working on and um, the things I'm doing for both Poseidon and my own stuff. But largely, I now outsource a lot of my work with my own agency to the freelancers I was already working with more than I did before. And I now have a manager for my own company because I'm focusing on Poseidon. So I had to bring in new staff members that I really trusted to oversee a lot of that, which has actually been great because it's really helpful. um, And it really does keep me organized as well because I've got people organizing me. (laughs) Um, I really needed that, uh, especially now. So that's... A typical day really would be me working on um, mostly just strategy and figuring out what's next for things, having business meetings with Poseidon and um, my own team to start the day, and then just doing what needs to be done. But I tend to focus on one or two projects maximum a day because otherwise it just doesn't really get good quality work. And I used to do far too many projects in one go, and it just wasn't really serving me or anybody else. So that's kind of how I move forward now. And yeah, and just give plenty of time for myself so that I can actually have some brain power to do all of this as well <laughs> it's kind yes, of hard <laughs> yeah. I realize now that it was mostly um when my quality of work felt like it was dipping it was really just because of that I needed to recharge and come back to it and but if I'm honest especially in the first few years the the hours were were very long and it's something that you just have to accept really you're gonna have to do multiple projects all the time and then slowly I'm outsourcing which means that I can more dictate and. work with other people on those projects I'm not responsible for absolutely everything you just don't have the time it's just not possible and I'd rather the quality was still high than me trying to do too many things
0: absolutely and I you know I love the word where you're talking about outsourcing I think you know what would be your advice for an experienced agency owner who isn't ready to delegate or get help you know in, in a way you have to look at that if you're looking at growing and scaling yeah it's the. It's going to be one of those things you fight
1: because I was fighting it for a very long time because what you end up doing is doing the work and then redoing it just because if you've got kind of, I suppose, high standards in a sense, or you, you've created a standard of what you expect for your own business and what you give to your clients. It's not that the work that someone else has done isn't isn't great. It's just, it doesn't, it's kind of not necessarily what you wanted. And so you do find yourself really struggling not to redo everything, which is just exactly that wasn't wasn't the point in outsourcing in the first place so you do either firstly you either think oh I don't I don't want to I don't really want to outsource because I don't want to pay the money or I don't want to have to manage other people or I don't want you know you worry they'll let you down or anything like that but the best advice that I have really is to just is to just go for it pick somebody that you can really resonate with on Upwork for example you can really just set like perhaps um one month and just just Set a fee that makes sense to you, and have an interview with somebody who who makes you feel like you know they could really connect with you and, and they understand your brand values. And just trial it for one to three months, and just realize how once you've kind of given a structure and and explained how you'd like things to be. Once you get past that, it's just it's the best thing that you'll ever do because you can grow. Because at the moment or in the beginning, for me, I was focusing on everything, and you can't do everything well. It's just not. It's not going to happen, and so you can't grow. You're just you're going to stay stagnant in the same place, and you're kind of overdoing it. And then it's just too. It's quite traumatizing to be honest. It's just it's there's a lot to do, and I suppose the more aware of the things you become, you know, the more aware you become of the things that need to be done for you to grow, the more you realise you can't take on all of these clients and then try to lead generate at the same time. It's just you end up then focusing on your clients and then forgetting about that or burning yourself out completely. So what I realized as well as people have said to me, how did you manage to get past the the one year mark, which was something I'd never actually thought about. It was just, I got my head down and I just went for it. And it really was that, to be honest, it's just giving work to to other freelancers and other people when I knew I just couldn't manage it myself. And yeah, that's, it's been, it's been a lifesaver for me. So Upwork is is where I would go for that. That's what I've always done before and it's never let me down yet.
0: That's awesome. So I guess, um, you know, the three of you work together. Do you work in the same office? And then obviously people that you work with on Upwork are are working remotely. Is that how it works?
1: Um, a lot of our team actually at the moment are all based in London, but technically we are all, um, remote based. So a lot of us, you know, I still travel and um, work from different countries and a lot, some of our clients are in other countries, you know, this year I'll be doing that quite a bit. And so, but the other two are, are based fully in London right now, and I'm going to be joining them soon. And then a bunch of our freelancers, especially the content creation staff members, they're all in London as well, because right now that's what, that's what we're doing. We're focusing and they need to be on the ground, obviously creating video and everything. You can't really be in another country. But what we do have is we do have a large network of videographers and photographers in lots of different countries. So if we do have projects in other places, we just use those instead of the the people in London, but it's something we've built up over a long time. But otherwise the main core of our support system is in London or in the UK. So we do see them a lot. It's just, um, we kind of picked it like that purposely because that's how we like to work. And obviously the the more trust that grows, it's easier for us to kind of go around to different places and know things still get done. And you can choose that on Upwork. That's another benefit of it. You can set out jobs and search for people in your area. So if that's something you really need, you can find someone, you know, in the same city as you so you can meet them. And, you know, some people really want to work face-to-face and some people don't mind, but it is quite difficult not to sometimes. Especially with the way we wanted to build Poseidon, we really wanted that close connection and understanding of brand value. So it was a lot of sitting down and really hashing out everything we really wanted and, you know, how we wanted others to see it and really be super connected because we knew if we we couldn't keep that connection in our, in our um, agency, that it, it, it would start to be um, unbalanced or unsteady. And it's something we've all experienced before. So we were really hyper-focused on making sure that that, that agency kind of connection was was really good so yeah that was really important for us
0: yeah that's that's great and like you said i think as the three of you know each other have worked with each other you know there's a culture that come out of that and you know as you bring freelancers you also want that to stay um true to you know the agency culture right so it's just important yeah. to find the right person and to, to really click with them really and to, to feel like they're on board with with what the vision that you have for the business and for the project.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing is within the, in the past, um, we've, because of we've both, we're, all of us have really grown quite fast within different agencies and, um, you know, the others have had um, their own other businesses before as well. And so obviously, so have I. We've all had our, our fair share of things that have gone wrong, evidently with any business. And a lot of it's to do with perhaps more the communication of, of like making sure that we're all in in the right space and understanding of what the visions are for, for, for something like this, because we really need, we really need that to be understood by the, by the company and have the, these clear brand values. But it's also making sure everyone's treated fairly and and, and well, because we, as As freelancers in the past, we've all had that problem as well, which is really great actually starting an agency having that understanding of you know how people do treat you and what you would really have liked in the past and what you would like to give to your your team now and how important that is for you to really sit down and we did for days on end sat down and um discussed how we'd like things to be and what we would want the vision to be like so that we could effectively communicate that to other people because if you don't know what that looks like, you can't really be supporting anybody else either because you just you don't really know what you're looking for if that makes sense so it was super clear and that really helps all of us to be on the same path and you know it stops anybody anything or anything kind of derailing in a sense it's very clear and that it's worked really well this time
0: yeah that's that's great and I think you 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 mentioned also you know obviously communication being really important I think there's the face-to-face but also I'd be interested to understand if you guys use any tools whether it's communication tools or you know, uh, management tools to help you get organized, communicate better, keep track of projects, anything that you, you know, you feel like you can't live without. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, to be honest,
1: it's an absolute disaster if we don't use things like we use Asana, which I don't know if you've heard of Asana before, but we use that because we can add everybody that's working on a project into that, onto that online system. And it's great because the, there isn't kind of millions of emails flying around about different clients and different companies, which could potentially get missed. Um, so we have our to-do lists on there and then we have each client in a list. And so every day we all we all check into that and reply to things. So the good thing about that is it's kind of keeps everyone held to account as well, which is really important for when you're busy to see where that project is currently sitting and what we're waiting for. So It's not a case of ringing up somebody every five minutes and asking why things aren't being done. There's an update on there, so you can just know that it's being dealt with and it's assigned to somebody and you have a clear idea about what your tasks are and what other people's tasks are and you can just assign things to people. That for us has been really great, especially with multiple projects. And so I have the same system for my own stuff, so it's all in one place for me. Otherwise, it's just, it's everywhere, isn't it? Otherwise, it's just it's too much to try and figure out where everything is. And so now I just add in everybody into my side of stuff. So I've got my own agency on there and I've got Poseidon on there. And it's just, it's one stop shop for for me and all my team members and,
0: and for the other two guys as well. So it works really well. That's great great and then i have i guess a bigger question for you you know as you you're going through all these projects and you know starting two agencies etc i guess i'm intrigued like who who were the biggest inspiration for your career like what pushes you have you read a book was it was it someone in your life that inspired you i think it's it's kind of well it's a multitude of things i guess
1: it's more the type of person i am more than anything i really can't it took me a long time to accept that I really just can't sit in a 9 to 5 job at a desk and kind of not live my potential if that makes sense. It just felt like every job I was doing I knew I could do more or I could offer more, but it was never you were always creatively stuck if that makes sense. So that for me, I know I can do more and I can do better and it, and I wanted a freedom-based lifestyle as well. I really wanted to travel and everything like that. And I was doing a lot of mindset work. That's been a massive thing for me, how I am where I am now. And what, you know, I really like to try to inspire people to be the same of kind of becoming the greatest version of you isn't necessarily what you thought it was going to be. So, you know, when when I'm growing up, it was always about, you know, you have to get a job when you're you're super young and do nine to five and just deal with it. It wasn't, (laughs) you, you kind of, asking yourself what you wanted was never really an option so I battled that for a long time but it was always coming up you know like really strong (laughs) um something that I just I couldn't do it's just not my personality and I read a lot of books to do with mindset massively it was kind of like things like the power of now and you know with Eckhart Tolle who's it's very much um it's really makes you realize what it is that you really want as well. You know, this mindset and, and I actually asked myself a question and it kind of opened up a big box of, (laughs) of things. And what I realized was I really just wanted to be free. I wanted freedom to travel and explore the world, which I love. And I'm obsessed with diving and traveling to different tropical places. So being able to do that at the drop of a hat whilst working was, was what I wanted. And that's kind of where I went. You know, I really love Tony Robbins as well. He, I um, did some coaching with his team and, um, I just really loved how it made me feel that I could actually, we are all capable of absolutely anything. And as soon as you ask yourself that question, it'd be, you'd be surprised at what comes out really. And in doing what I've done, I've totally, I've just, blown the cap off it all totally. I didn't think I could ever do what I'm doing now. And I I, it just goes to show if you really do let yourself be completely free and you really go for it, what you can actually create. And I, I I would never have known that if I'd have kept, you know, stayed where I am now. But yeah, lots of influences, um, especially now that I'm in this field, I have a lot of different people that I work with. But I started working with one to one mentors and coaches and stuff and it just it opens your mind to what's possible whereas you were always capping yourself before you know there's always this invisible barrier of what you could achieve and then as soon as you take that off it's like the world is your oyster and it's just it's really insane about you know what you can
0: actually do with that it's quite scary but it's amazing at the same time (laughs) Yeah, it really is and I love the way you've put it really it's about you know living your your potential and that's you know considering that you know what was important to you was freedom you've put things yeah. in place in your life to make that happen and i'm sure it didn't happen overnight and i'm sure it was a lot of work and you know a lot of people asking <laughs> you questions oh
1: gosh oh it was just you know it was it it's that thing of battle do you know what it is though it's ne- it was never about anything else but myself it was always Absolutely. when you look back you think it was only ever me stopping myself. It was only ever me saying I could, I couldn't do something. It was only ever, potentially there was there was other people that never necessarily believed in what I could achieve throughout my whole life. It was always kind of like, what makes you think you can do that sort of thing?
0: And you just think, well, just watch me. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful <laughs> okay. to put it that way because I mean, at the end of the day, it's your life and you need to pick and choose what you want to do. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I think it, but it's, it's always when you sit there and you're actually quite fearful of answering that question to yourself. Cause you sit in there and you go, you, you know, for sure without any question, what it is you want, but you, you just do not want to put it into play. You're just kind of like handing in my notice to quit my job to try and make this work was the most terrifying thing of all of it. I was terrified. And then it took me six months. I ripped it up twice. (laughs) I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You know, and I was in London as well at the time. And I thought, oh, how am I going to? But this is the point. It's like when you're half in and half out, it's never anything. You have to really go. That's when I started learning about hyper focus over the years as well. And when you go fully into something and you really give it your hundred percent, it's really difficult for it to fail if you really want it to work well. And I wouldn't do it any other way now. It does consume your life completely. And you do have to try to figure out some balance because you just get so caught up in in winning, I guess, or in making it the best you can. But, you know, to, so much, like two, three years down the line, I'm sitting like on these tropical beaches, <laughs> diving and doing all the things I love and then sat there and forgot what I'd actually created and what I'd done because I had a head now the whole time I was just not looking up it was kind of like just go for it
0: (laughs) and then Sydney like I've actually done it (laughs) yeah but this is amazing so are you talking to us from a tropical beach at the moment
1: sadly not but I will be in a couple of weeks I'll be in Hawaii so you can ring me from there if you like
0: (laughs) oh that is awesome
1: (laughs) yeah no this is gonna um I've got quite a few clients to speak to in Australia and in some of the places as well so I'm definitely going to be cheekily visiting Fiji while I'm over there.
0: (laughs) Oh, lucky you. This is
1: awesome. Yeah, and I think you forget because people sit and say, but I can't do that because I work for myself and I actually won't earn any money for those two weeks I take off. And that's the difference for me is that that's not what I wanted. I've heard that time and time again and I was like, that's not what I want. I can just make money before I go, when I'm there and afterwards, if I really want to pull things up or I can just completely stop. It just, you know, it's whatever I want. But I couldn't do that until I had a team. So that's another thing. You think you want things and then you get to a certain place and you you have to reassess constantly. It's never this, you've decided two, three years ago what you wanted and it changes completely because you realize without a team, you cannot stop working
0: at all. Not I, at all. And, I you know, you only working. have so
1: many hours in a day, so. Yeah, no, I was working all night, all the time, through the night. That's what it took for me to to get to where I am. and it's quite interesting. Actually, I was sitting, I was just in Bali recently and a lot of people say, how do you, you know, that's, you're so lucky to be doing what you're doing. And it's kind of like, yeah, I, I am, but it was really hard. You know, it's, it still can be. And they, they're like, well, I don't really want to do anything that's difficult, but it's interesting, isn't it? That people want the life, but they don't, they really don't want to put in the tar- work. <laughs> yeah. And then I, that's when I realized that's where. Where I'm different to other people is that I will hustle to get what I what I want, and and that's where agencies really need to understand that if they want to start something like that, it is a constant hustle, and it will be for a long time. It's just something you have to accept. But the The rewards that come with it are massive, you know. Yeah. Especially with Poseidon now, the the clientele we work with, and it's just getting bigger and better all the time. It's quite it's uh, mind blowing to me to be honest it's some some really big brand names that I spend time with is just wasn't ever something I anticipated when I quit my job <laughs> so you know you can see how that can can pan out and and the reason they they wanted to work with me was because I was relentless in what i did and and i and I was you know really hyper focused all the time and i I knew what I was talking about and I think that's a lot of the things to do with when you're saying about who inspires me and the books that I read and the mindset of things. Mm-hmm. When you get into that and you, that's what you want to do, people notice. They, they notice how hard you work and they'll never forget that. Yeah, so yeah. You, know, you just don't know when you're making connections and from what you've learned, what, what comes back from that. And I've had a lot of clients come back around or people I've met somewhere randomly at an event and they'll contact me a year later and, and say, you know, I haven't met anybody else that really made me feel as excited about my projects or you know I didn't feel like a trusted so-and-so you know and they come back to you and that's it's really nice for me to know that that's why I'm I'm kind of cultivating that so we added that into Poseidon as well that so what we really wanted to achieve and how we wanted to be perceived if that makes sense
0: yes completely and it's uh, it's great because you mentioned you know that you've done a lot of mindset work and you know, one of the books that you would recommend is Power of Now. I'd love to, to know if there's any other influential books that you would recommend agency owners or any podcast that, you know, you would, you would tell people, I mean, jump on it. It it helped me so much to grow. Yeah,
1: um, I think so when I was thinking about, you know, the kinds of things that have inspired or influenced me, I think for me, it's been a bit of a mixture, and like I said, a lot of it has been mindset. It was me having to get out of my own way, and also sales is a massive thing, and most people are really uncomfortable with that—selling themselves, selling their business, talking about what they do. You know, really owning that. And I think I read *Way of the Wolf* by um, Jordan Belfort, and that was really good for talking about sales and selling and you know really owning owning that and it's quite an interesting book and i think even if you're part of an agency and you might have a back seat perhaps or you feel you've got a back seat you ne- you never really do there's three of us in the in the agency but obviously all of us are selling all of the time really by explaining what we do when people ask you know so every time you're talking about the business or what you do you're selling so you've kind of always got to keep it in that realm because you never really know what might come back from that so you you have to get into that mindset of really being proud of what you do as well and being able to not be shy about that, you know. Obviously with the agency stuff as well, because I'm focusing more so on advertising and social media, I recommend um it's a book called Launch by Jeff Walker. That's um that's a really good one as well about selling things online and building a business you love. That's really helpful. But I mean, to be honest, the books that I've read are all mindset based, more so than anything. Oh, how to win how to win friends and
0: influence people that's a really good
1: one. But otherwise it's been very much um mindset based but actually what i would suggest is finding a mentor that is really focused on what you want to achieve or finding mentors that are really helpful for you so you know i worked with tony robbins for tony robbins's team sorry for a while um helping me with business development and that was really amazing that i had a coaching program with them and it's just mentors for me are what got me where I am now and the mindset work because everything else I either already knew or I was I was doing things online like courses for example. In my line of work, Gary Vaynerchuk is amazing, really puts it to people about business creation. You know, he's amazing. I think anybody should really follow him because if nothing else, he just pushes you to be your best self and, you know, to get out there and stop wasting time. And he's really cutthroat with what he says, which I really love. So it highly depends on what you're focusing on, but because that's my line of work, those are the people that I would suggest are the podcasts or um, the the work, the blogs, et cetera. Those are where I focus. Um, otherwise, just constantly doing courses and leveling myself up on a regular basis with Facebook and Google. You know, Udemy is amazing. If you really want to learn something really quick and you don't really want to pay the ends of the earth for something, you can do loads of courses on there that'll get you to where you need to be. So you've got some knowledge to really start getting to where you want. Those are the things for me are more important because I wouldn't be where I am now without a mentor really making me step out of my own way, you know, like, and to understand the systems that I needed to use to create a business in the first place. So it what I think with books as well, they often go out of date or they're not as you can read it and you feel great for a while, but then you don't put anything into action. You feel like you want to, and then you don't. I wanted someone told me to account to really push me to do it um, and to be on my side with that and and tell me the stuff that I was missing. Because we all, we really don't know what we need, do we? From a business perspective, if that's not what you do. So instead of necessarily focusing on books, I was always going to people that knew more than me and just doing what I could to learn totally, like sponging all the information that they had and just put it into action. And that's how I got where I am now. And that's how the other guys in um, Poseidon got got to where they are now from doing the same stuff
0: that's great well Jeannie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today where can people learn more about you and your work is there a website they can check out or an email they can contact you on let us know
1: yeah of course so you can contact me on geniehind1 at gmail.com and then of course you can go to geniehind.com as well for my agency and it's poseidon.agency forward slash is um the Poseidon website as well so that's I can give you all those links if you like perfect. so yeah any
0: of those actually there's details on there perfect we'll add those uh, to the uh, podcast notes um, for people to be able to contact you awesome. thank you so much uh, you for you. spending anyway. some time with us today
1: that's okay thank you for interviewing me It was really great thanks